Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. Pinterest, obviously, all day, every day. Uh, Google business profile, we'll go to Facebook, we'll go to Instagram, we'll do TikTok, YouTube, and then depending on where they are, we'll add in some like smaller ones like Snapchat, which I like hate doing. But Lauren Petrullo, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. You've been featured in Forbes magazine and have earned awards for your marketing talents. You're the founder and CEO of Mongoose Media. I am thrilled to host you today as we dive into your data-driven and designed-focused marketing strategies. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Stoked to be here. Awesome. I have heard you are called the BFF to the BBF. What is all this about? Um, it started off as a play on acronyms. So obviously it's the same close-ish letters, the BFF to BBF. Uh, BBF stands for baby beauty and food because through the osmosis of referrals, uh, we've been working with dozens and dozens of brands in those three niches, uh, which tend to have large skew inventory. So we are obsessed with large skew brands and then skewing towards baby beauty and food tend to be really competitive. Uh, direct-to-consumer brands, and uh, they tend to do pretty well with us. So they're like, oh, you're the BFF to BBF. I was like, yes, that's amazing. Kudos to the to the woman who created that acronym. It is a great acronym. Yeah, referrals are so awesome, especially when you're running a creative agency because you have mongoose, which doesn't really say, okay, we're baby beauty and food, but then you get your referrals and you get really good at something. And then you get to have this awesome tagline. Um, so why do people hire you? Like what problems are they looking to solve when they come to you? Uh, well, I mean, they hire me because obviously I'm Lauren Petrillo. Have you not met me? <laughs> no. Um, right. In, uh, like 90% of our clients have come from like referrals or grandbaby referrals because they've seen us take uh, lower producing uh, products that we're getting in front of customers and providing them diverse, excuse me, diverse resources of traffic um, and helping people not feel so compelled to one set or one channel, all eggs in one basket kind of component. Um, we kind of uh, became this uh, silver object chaser for others. We have a few internal brands ourselves that we vet everything through. Everything's organized like an advertising hospital. So we have like an internal residency program. No one can touch a client account until they have proven use case on at least one of our internal brands. Uh, so I think the biggest compelling component is a lot of our customers, our clients are grateful that I've already spent the money first to prove the process. So they're not getting anything fresh off the AI shiny object. Let me chase whatever is trending. We chased it for you and said yes or no. Yes, that is a great way to put it. And I I feel the same way with being a, a coach for Amazon sellers is like, hey, look, I've made plenty of mistakes on all of my Amazon accounts and I ironed those out and I grew a business and I have proven results. So hey, let me let me show you and tell you everything that I've done. So that's a good approach for a marketing agency. And that would make me want to partner with you too, especially because you're highlighting that you're putting together a full array of traffic that comes to get eyeballs on 
product. So it's not just one, one magic ad or one magic social media platform. It really is pulling everything to make, make it all work specific to somebody's brand. Exactly. It's, it's interesting how um, a lot of uh, contempt can be built around one ecosystem of traffic sources. And I mean, for sure, we don't have control over those areas, but when you're able to diversify, you'll ha- lower your cost per clicks and look like you're a billion dollar business when you've just built in really strong SOPs and uh, allows you to reach your end consumer where they are, where most people are not competing against you in. Yes. And especially for Amazon, you just brought that up. It lowers your cost per click. And that's because you're bringing in outside traffic. So your organic rank is going up and you're going to spend less on your advertising on the Amazon platform. And what happened with my business for on Amazon is that I was able to turn my PPC on and off whenever I wanted to, because I would have such a nice um, diversification of outside traffic coming in. So yeah, that's a, a really well pointed out piece of why people do come to work with you. And I do have a digital marketing background. I built marketing campaigns for Callaway Golf and for photos.com around artwork sales. And I would do like layers and layers of platforms for social media, email marketing, Reddit, influencers, et cetera. What is your favorite platform that isn't being utilized as much as you think it should? Uh, for sure, right now, uh, it's 2023, it's Pinterest, and it's like the old, dirty, shiny penny. Like, it's not even shiny anymore. You're like probably saying, Pinterest, oh, that's so 2015. Like, yeah, no, I get it, for sure. But you said underutilized, and if you were seeing the number of, like, outbound clicks, it's the, the social platform that is generating people by piquing their interest and saying, okay, cool, you're interested, now go do something leave our platform versus all the other ones that people are obsessing over like do not leave stay here forever don't send people outside of our platform and pinterest is like no see it bye yes and that is is a great way to put why you should utilize pinterest and honestly i haven't used pinterest in a long time and i was actually at alt summit in like i don't know 2010 when ben silberman one of the founders launched Pinterest and he was like standing on stage and I fell in love with it. I had boards for everything. And I, my background is in, um, design. Like I said, I sold artwork. So we did boards for everything, but I will admit to you right now, I only have one Pinterest board with two pins of my Amazon products right now. So as soon as we're done with this podcast, I will be pinning more. I know that's terrible, right? I mean, there are worse things in life. Do you have it as a business profile or is it still a personal profile? It's just my personal profile from years and years ago. And I put my products on there. Well, I can tell you a bajillion reasons why I would recommend that you convert it to a business or create a business profile because you can, if you have an outside of Amazon, like an external store, like a Shopify or like WooCommerce kind of platform, you can connect your feed to it. And then you don't even have to make pins because if you connect your catalog to it, Pinterest will make all of these pins with your products for you, pull the product descriptions, and all you have to do is connect it. So if you have 40 seconds, you then have as many pins as you have products. Ooh, would that be a feature for an Amazon store? It would be if you have also 
a store that's not just Amazon, if you do have a catalog, but if you have an Amazon store, then it takes a little bit more work because you have to actually make the pins. But if you have an external, it doesn't have an API connection right now to your Amazon feed, but they do for other versions. All right. Well, anybody listening, you can create that API feed for Pinterest. I'm just kidding. But um, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't take long to make make the pins either from from your Amazon store. Yeah, especially if you're using uh, content, like if you have uh, promoted content in Amazon or if you're using them on like an Instagram or a Facebook post or any of the like actual social posts on Amazon, you can just repurpose them. And if you have a Canva account, you can have them convert it to the two by three, which is the preferred dimension size and do it with the click of a button. Or you can even upload it in the non perfect size and be even super lazy with it. And you're still going to get rewarded because there are over 450 million active users on Pinterest. And those feed posts aren't chronological like other social media platforms. They're all search-based. And we know that Amazon sellers know keywords better than anyone else out there. And so if you can use those keywords, there's no like you don't need to use software or pay for extra tools. You can just use predictive search or keywords that you know resonate with your audience. Leverage the same keywords, bring them into your title and description. And then you'll have posts that will last for months. Like we have clients, we did Pinterest for them over three years ago. And through the pandemic, they had to scale back a lot of their marketing operations and their pins are still getting tens of thousands of impressions and hundreds of clicks per month. Wow, that is impressive. And yeah, it's kind of an evergreen because I have boards sitting there from years and years and years ago for companies that I don't work for or work with anymore. And I bet I'm just off my personal board sending them. Um, well, actually, that kind of brings me to what about influencers on on Pinterest? Is that a thing? So there are influencers, they do have followers, but at a high level, like if you're listening to this and you've not gotten to the Pinterest game whatsoever, followers don't matter. It's a really big vanity metric. If you start leveraging influencers, that goes into a higher ninja level technique. And I can go deeper about that. Um, but Pinterest right now, it's it's got other people that are creating it. But what's most impactful is if you can get into their boards. So like you, Joy, right? You have your board. If you have a board that's getting a lot of visibility and you've attached other pins to it, it's just this like massive halo effect for all the other pins related to your account because you're in someone else's board, which is like this free gateway to what your products provide solutions for. Yes. And then your pin in theory could go viral because then other people are going to see it and just start pinning it to their boards. Yeah, absolutely. Especially pins that like if you have, if you're doing posts, whether on Amazon specifically or in outside social media, like Instagram or Facebook, repurpose them. Like even those like reels or the UGC content you're getting from the customers you do have data for. Uh, If you just upload it, we're seeing like 15,000 engagements on pins that got crickets on other social media platforms. Because again, it's chronological and other social media platforms distribute based off of followers to your viewers and potentially extra organic reach. Pinterest is all search-based. So they're seeking out content about a plethora of subjects. And it's not just for baby beauty and food, although they tend to skew really strong for that audience. But if you have products outside of that space, like if you have tools, if you have like plumbing products, if you have stuff that's not obviously Pinterest, 
you have very few obvious competitors because most brands aren't participating on Pinterest the way they are on other social media platforms. And even gifts, right? So if it's like um, you're selling a shaving kit or something that's like geared towards men who might not be the demographic as much on Pinterest, I don't know, I'm guessing, but then there are the women who buy those things. Oh, yeah. And there are the men that are looking for them. So talking about gifts and boards. So one thing about Pinterest that depending on how deep you get into it, Pinterest has like, if you go to trends.pinterest.com, it tells you exactly what's trending. So you don't even have to make up content. Um, But what's really great about that is if you go to that website, you'll know in six to eight weeks what content you should be talking about on other platforms or on other social media channels. So like October is huge for Christmas. So if you're doing gifts and you create boards like great gifts for men, that's what partners are seeking out. They're finding and they're like, great. It's like I found a listicle, but it's a visual search engine. So you don't have to like read through 2000 words generated by AI before you find out what the actual gift is. You can see them in a visual representation. You're like, great. Let me go to that listing. Let me go check it out. And you want your board up at, in October or before because it's kind of an evergreen thing? Or how's that algorithm go? So just in the terms of like if you're doing content for Christmas, but you can do gifts year round because people are still looking up for anniversary, for birthdays. Um, but if you're looking for like the holiday gifts specifically, Pinterest tends to be six to nine weeks out because it is a research-based platform. It's where people are going to be inspired. That's where something is Pinteresting. So they want to be inspired to take action. So it's actually a really great resource where it's so uncompetitive for so many industries, especially in the automotive industry. If you have anything in the automotive industry, again, supply and demand, there are not enough people supplying content about automotive-related items. So the demand is just constantly going on subpar posts. But uh, you can have it live evergreen. If you really want to get ahead of though the holiday traffic, in October is when you have the largest amount of search for holiday and Christmas related items because they're planning before. And, you know, these are a lot of A1 individuals that will buy before all the Black Friday stuff, which is amazing because you don't have to give out such a high discount. That, yeah, that makes so much sense. Okay, everybody listening, I know we're recording this in uh, spring, almost summer, but put this on your marketing calendar that in October, you're going to have your boards up and then let us know if it gives you a boost for your Christmas sales. I want to know. Um, I'm going to do it for my brand. So great tip. Very nice. You'll also have all your creatives done for your actual winter promotions because you've already done them. So there's no last minute like, oh my gosh, I need to get my holiday creatives done. You're like, oh no, it's already done. Copy, paste, and implement. Yes. And so now I'm guessing why you call Pinterest the most unsocial social channel. Yeah. Well, so it is technically a social media channel. You have, you set up your account, you likes, you can comment, you can engage, but I call it consider it the most unsocial social because while people engage, you're not expected to engage back with them at the level other social media platforms have. I don't know if you know this, but Twitter released their algorithm information. And so if you like someone's post, let's say, Joey, I like your or tweet on Twitter, you would get a half a point in the algorithm for like, it's called twerp crud. So like, we'll just say crud for, for your tweet. If you, um, if I reply or leave a comment 
you get one point. So liking and me leaving a comment, yeah, it's a 2x different, but it's still half a point or one point. But Joey, if you reply to my comment, because I engage with you on Twitter, you then get that tweet gets 75 points boost in engagement. So social media platforms demand you to socialize for that yes. interaction to increase that visibility. Pinterest, you don't have to engage back. You can, but it's not going to make huge amounts of change to how much your pins get visibility because people are finding your pins by searching and using the keywords and not seeing it in a chronological boosted timeline. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, hats off to Pinterest, the team there, Ben Silberman, watched them launch. And another fun fact that I learned in 2010 when I was at that summit is uh, Pinterest and Instagram launched the same year. Whoa. I know. Um, and they're both wow. still rocking it very different ways. And that was kind of the era of social media coming out and saying, hey, we're not really sure where our platforms are going. And these Fair. two launching the same year are not competitors at all. But when they first came out, you're kind of like, wait, hold on. Instagram is for beautiful things. And so is Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, it's interesting that you, like, they have gone in such different directions. But I will say, you know, no disrespect to the team at Meta and everything like that. But they're trying to copy and paste what all these other social media platforms are doing to make sure that you stay in their ecosystem and not branch out. And so what they're doing from the Pinterest and Google side is they're allowing this search bar inside Instagram to become more of a search bar. It's like this whole decentralization of search. But uh, you can also then bid on those search ads. That's what Pinterest has been doing for years and doing really, really well successfully in a low cost, low competitive market, unless you're in beauty. Beauty on Pinterest is the most competitive niche in that brand, but still you're paying low cost per clicks compared to other platforms if you're advertising to your store. Oh, very cool. That's really interesting. And then one more question on Pinterest. You're listening to the Fearless Sellers, the women of Amazon podcast. If you like what you're hearing, click the subscribe button. We have new content coming out all the time and you don't want to miss out. When you're talking about repurposing content and you just brought up beauty, that made me think of TikTok. So how mm. does TikTok and Pinterest fit together? Oh, amazing. If you're using TikToks, that's fabulous. Pinterest loves video forms. So they're like all social media platforms are favoring video content. We literally upload straight from TikTok. Like we have that video, the exact same video. We do nothing but add a description, which you can do up to 100 characters. We recommend to 80 because it will truncate after 35. And then you can have up to 500 characters in your description. We recommend doing 350 to 450. Um, and then you bring it and it lasts. TikTok, your, your reel or your TikTok will last maybe six days. Your Pinterest pin, it'll be a pin with the video, will last three to four months at least. And what's great is the amount of visibility you get on that. Again, if we're talking about crickets, we had one pin for one of our brands get over 3,500 clicks to like outside of Pinterest. They saw this and then they wanted to engage and then they took action from this. Whereas on TikTok, I'm really embarrassed to say it, but it was under 20. It was like 14. So when I say under 20, I'm like really under 20. Yeah, but that just proves 
that if it didn't work on TikTok, you give it the power on Pinterest. Yeah, repurposing onto other channels. Um, it's not even just Pinterest. Like I'm most, I'm favoring Pinterest the most because of the lifetime decay of the content you put on Pinterest when compared to other social media channels. Like a, a tweet lasts 18 minutes. An Instagram post lasts two days. Three to four months minimum for your pins. That's huge. That's it's taking all the effort you made into creating a piece of content and saying, okay, I'm really going to give it its best bet. You can repurpose it on Facebook, on Instagram, on on Twitter, on LinkedIn. On Pinterest is huge. And then like other ones, like throwing it up to Google business profile. Like if you're repurposing you content, if you think of whatever's that root piece of content you created, all of the energy and effort that went into scripting it or planning it or paying someone to shoot it or update the overlays onto that graphic, get the most out of it with minimum extra effort. And then you can increase exposure and get in front of your customers, wherever they are. So that that root piece of content gets maximum visibility. Yes, the maximum of visibility. And I don't want to bounce around for our listeners. Um, So maybe what would be great, can you walk me through a typical activation for one of your clients? If it's a real example or just what you would do. And as you're going through, kind of list out the platforms. And if you're listening, um, this will all be in the notes, but I do advise you to kind of take your own notes of, of all the layers that Lauren can walk us through. So for us in general, if we're creating content, um, there's four types of content. There's written content, which we're going to push aside for now. And there's three, three types of visual content I put up for. Thank you. The first type of visual content is static. So it's a static creative Uh, whatever size that be, you have your static image. And then there's two types of video content. You have long form content, which is 60 seconds or longer. Then you have short form content, which is 59 seconds or less. Those are the three ways that we pivot all of our content creation. Uh, For Pinterest specifically, um, the way we operate is we need the brand to give us 15 minutes of their time. And that's it. So we'll say, hey, Joey, like we're ready to bring outside traffic to your Amazon listing. These are the only three things we need to do. We need to one, make sure you have a business profile um, and set it up into the optimize. It depends on if you have a store or if you just have an Amazon marketplace, like that's totally fine. Um, But if you have an actual store, we can claim the URL and do those other pieces where they create your connect your shop feed and make all those pins for you. Two. Uh, we create board covers. So you just make one uniform designed board, which you'll have your logo, a topic and a subject line so that you can organize everything in. We'll ask you to approve that it matches your branding. And then three, we ask for permission that anything you've already posted in the past can be used and brought to the other platforms that we're going to repurpose and distribute on. Then that's it. Then you just wait and watch and we'll send you reports. But what we do is when we have that, we take that content and then we'll resize it to the appropriate sizes. So again, it's a two by three for Pinterest um, or we'll just distribute it again. So we'll distribute it to depending on how many channels they're activating on and where their audience is. Uh, Pinterest, obviously, all day, every day. Uh, Google business profile will go to Facebook. We'll go to Instagram. We'll do TikTok, YouTube. And then depending on where they are, we'll add in some like smaller ones like Snapchat, which I like hate doing, but still there's some people that like are obsessed. It's got really good remarketing 
uh, cost per clicks on them. So it's Snapchat, uh, Twitter, and then LinkedIn. But those three specifically, um, I don't recommend if you're doing this yourself, you put a lot of your attention into first. If you take your root piece of content, be that a static, a video short, or a video long, repurpose that. And you could totally use social media scheduling tools. Uh, that's not a problem whatsoever. You can take that same one, copy and paste, but we would distribute it uh, where we've seen the greatest success of, of brands that have taken so many photos, especially if they have a lot of UGC, because we can download that posted uh, highlight or that posted story and then upload it into Pinterest, no problem. Uh, those do really, really well. You can do 20 or 30 pins a week in under three hours of work. And that's like downloading, waiting for it to download, uploading, doing tons of copy. Like I'm being really generous on that three hours. Yes. And user generated content is your, your UGC remark you just made there. And um, yeah, that's a good tip for brands to collect that and make, make that into the boards. I think that's, that's clever. Well, it's nice because you have the opportunity, like, especially if someone's like creating memes and if you're able to add to those content pieces that do really well on your other social media distributions, it's, it tends to do very well on Pinterest as well. It just gets more visibility. And in that same thread, if you're uploading that same piece of content to a Google business profile, that's like your Google social media. If you're uploading that same distribution to the other channels, like a lot of brands don't upload their Instagram reels to Facebook, Facebook reels, which is yeah. surprising. But if you're listening and you do that, don't worry. You're, you're the majority. You're the majority. You're not well, and that's a simple tip, right? It's like, if you're making a reel, putting it on Instagram, Hey, go ahead and put it on, on Facebook as well. Yeah. Same with like YouTube right now. Uh, the YouTube shorts, library like those count as videos and shorts are a really fast way to get people to see about your brand if you have made the root piece of content do not delay in uh accepting that the one place you posted it is like the one ring to rule them all by any means it's like i'm talking about 10 to 15 percent additional effort and that's if you're like i really want to optimize it i really want to make sure that the sizing is exactly what that platform needs. And I want to be very specific on the character counts. For the most part, you will look like a much bigger brand just by being present and copying and pasting what you've done on other channels. So it's about getting eyeballs on all the platforms onto your content so that there's repetition in seeing you. Yeah, it's about being omnipresent without omni working. I love it. Um, you mentioned um, t two things I want to ask you about in the activation walkthrough. Um, mm. One, one, the tools. You said uh, it's okay mm. to use scheduling tools. What, what do you use? So uh, we use uh, Go High Level. They have a lot of the integrations. Uh, if you are going to use Pinterest specifically, Tailwind is for sure the best scheduling app that's available. Tailwind. Get tons. Okay. Yeah. It's like 15 bucks a month compared to a lot of the other ones, which are like a hundred plus per month. Um, other ones that we've used have been Agora Pulse and Hootsuite. Later is, and Loomly are, are popular ones. They're just not ones that we are currently using. Um, but depending on like what you're looking at, choose if you're like, like, all right, cool. I'm really into this repurposing game. I want to make sure that the content I've invested time into or the UGC that I've worked really hard to get 
gets its most visibility possible. I'd recommend just writing down the four top social media platforms to start with. And if it's usually Facebook, Instagram, please, please be Pinterest, please. I'm promising you it's the most unsocial. You don't have to reply to any comments. You don't have DMs the way you do on other ones. Like it's the easiest one. Um, and then you might choose for the fourth one being like, uh, depending on if it's more vi uh, video content or like static posts, if it's more static posts, I do Google business profile, you do four a week, and then you can generate a few hundred clicks a month. It's yeah, tell me about Google business profile. I've have not used that for any of my social stuff. So it's, it used to be called Google my business and then they switched it to Google business profile. So it's when you get to own the right side of Google. So if someone's searching and then type in your brand, you can have a presence on Google and it's all real estate and all free. And it's a way that like, I call it the social media for Google. And so the analytics used to be better, full disclosure. It's something that we're all frustrated by, but uh, we can look in and we can see how many customer interactions that we're getting. You can have clicks, you can have conversations directly. And if you're using a social media platform like Hootsuite, you can literally take the same post, you check mark that you want it on Google business profile as well. And then you can consolidate all of the messages in one place. If you're okay with taking on maybe like once, maybe once a month, someone wants to text message your business and ask questions about like, Hey, does your product contain 90% X ingredients, things of that nature. So Google business profile, those posts only last seven days. They're really, really good if you are doing a coupon or if you're having a specific sale. So if you're looking to like increase your ranking for one of your products and you're like giving a special coupon for a certain time period, you can make a post on formerly Google My Business, now Google Business Profile, and that content will do really well. A special hat tip is if you sign up for Bing Places, Bing is another search engine, they import everything over. So if you can spend less than 15 minutes setting up Bing Places, all of your Google My Business content will carry over. And again, Google My Business, not Google Business Profile, but all of that carries over and you're like, oh, that was easy. Where's my Staples button? <laughs> yeah. The Staples button from the commercial, that's clever. Okay, you just gave me homework. Now I have to set up my Bing places. I'm taking lots of notes right now. Just like the listeners. No, I'm kidding. Yes. And everybody, if they're not driving, they are also taking notes. Well, they can just listen to this again and again. Um, okay. So with Google biz profile and um, Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok and everything we are now going to be setting up, where and what is the best place to put money behind a post, right? So on Instagram, it's like mm. you, you, you boost a post. Does that come into play? Uh, you absolutely can. But I will say on Pinterest, it's the one that you need to boost the least. They're going to hate me for saying this. Sorry, anyone that works at Pinterest. I know you guys are always pushing for PPC, but the amount of organic visibility that we're getting on pins, like doesn't need it. You can absolutely. Um, and then it just comes behind like a keyword driven strategy. So if you were to boost specific pins that you see taking off, especially product demos um, that show like, let's say you're, you're doing something in the kitchen space and you have a tool that allows you to make product or like your outcome of your recipe faster, better with easier cleanup, that type of content. Absolutely. You could boost it, put a minimum type of budget. Like I'm talking like $20 a day because there are minimum thresholds. And then you'll be able to see that you get to put that demo in front of more people. Those work really, really well. But in general, you don't 
I'll have to pay for Pinterest posting of content. Um, if you're looking at a paid strategy for Pinterest, I really, unless you have about three to five grand a month to start, uh, you, I wouldn't recommend doing it for a conversion, but awareness for those demos, um, for like the opening boxes, if you have UGC content, I would boost that content. Once you've gotten to a place where you feel really comfortable that your Pinterest account is set up, you know, you can get up to 50 to a hundred thousand monthly impressions in one to two months if you're repurposing your content on Pinterest. And that's not like, oh, you had 50,000 impressions once, that's monthly. And if you continue to consistently post, that compounds into higher. Like one of our accounts, we're at 215,000 monthly views and we only started November 11th. Impressive. And over a thousand clicks to our different product listings every week. That's awesome. Congrats on that success for you or your client. And okay, so that walks us through when to boost and how to advertise. Mm. Um, and then you were talking about the type of content and product demonstrations. Is that the the best way to start? Use, is product demos and user generated mm. content top or is there unboxing? I don't know what's cool and trendy right now. Um, so in terms of what's cool and trendy, if you're going on Pinterest, like I'm just going to go to trends.pinterest.com. They tell you verbatim. They'll tell you how many people are looking. This isn't a guessing game that Amazon makes you have to go through. We have to pay for additional <laughs> software. Like I'm looking up right now, trends.pinterest.com. And it's all about spring nails, festival outfits, uh, prom hairstyles, spring meals, uh, Easter desserts, spring outfits. Uh, healthy dinner recipes, uh, wallpaper. Oh my gosh. If you're in the Ooh. home decorating space, you a hundred percent. I have a wallpaper company. All right. Oh well, my God. Hi, I got to go make my <laughs> boards now. Yeah. Like wallpaper backgrounds is huge, huge right now. Um, and then Easter basket ideas, tattoo for females. Um, so those are just some of the highest trends in search volume. So if there's a way to tap into that, um, other ones, and it goes even more specifically, like you can see weekly change, monthly change, yearly change. All of that data is free right there. You don't have to guess. But if you were saying what's easiest, I would literally go back through your your Facebook and Instagram. I'm assuming that's the social channel most people are posting the most on. They've probably hired a VA to have a post, you know, three days a week or 10 times a month. Um, and just grab those posts that you've already done. Even if it's two years ago, copy, paste, bring it on. That's the easiest place to start. Don't create anything new. But if you're looking to create new, check out trends or um, leverage content that's from UGC because that content is doing really, really well. It's not high production. It's I'm shooting from my phone. Look at this. It's cool. You're like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And people like to see that stuff. No, that, that's really good advice. You can look at the trends or look at what has worked for you in the past and start to repurpose it. And I love the whole thought of repurposing because one of the things you hear is I don't have time to be creating content, whether it's graphic content or shooting videos with if, if somebody representing the brand themselves or, you know, hiring somebody to shoot, shoot content. It's too much. There's, there's only so much time in a day. And if you're going to create content, I am not, say, I'm not saying that this isn't like instant magic wand. It does take about 10 to 15% more time 
but depending on uh, what, if you have just your Amazon store, then um, I would start from there, repurpose the content. If you also have another.com, there's things that you can do that Pinterest will be like, we'll create content for you for free. Like I said, they'll connect your catalog, they'll add your products. If you have a blog that you're doing, you can add the Google Chrome extension for Pinterest, click on a picture and Pinterest will make a, will make a pin for you about your blog. So you, you don't have to do that point. It's a magic, like you click and then you have a pin created and you just put it to whichever board. It will pull content and write a description and title for you and the picture. It's amazing. Yes. Those are two really good, good points. And especially, um, going back to your first point on with your Amazon listing, especially with, um, a plus content, brand enhanced content. Yep. We all have videos and some of us just have like one video in like the seventh position on uh, the main images. And that is a video, like that's content you can be repurposing. And depending what your photography mm -hmm. looks like and you're comfortable with your Amazon product photography, go ahead and, and put that out there too. You already have content. Yeah. We have uh, one of our clients sells bracelets um, and it's a fundraising bracelet. And uh, so it fundraises for a lot of animals and they have like, they're a photographer. So like a third of our pins aren't even like showing the bracelets themselves. They're showing pictures of the animals out in the wild. And then we'll talk a little bit about more. If you want to support these animals, you can check out our bracelets here. And it's just getting so much visibility. Like we 10 X their visibility in four weeks. So they already had 2000 monthly views before we started. And then within four weeks, they were at over 20,000 monthly views. So that means they had an additional 18,000 people that had just viewed their content in the matter of four weeks. And it's the assumed continuation that an additional 20,000 plus new viewers are going to continue month over month over month. Cause it is a compounding game. If you're consistently bringing content to their platform. Yes. And they already have the content. And of course it helps if you have like <clears throat> cute, attractive animals. Um, animals always. Oh, some are of these aren't content. even cute. Like these are like some, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Most animals are cute. Some of these are not like, I'm like, those, those are insects, but like, okay, sure. You know, it, it floats everyone's boat. So if you're like, oh, I don't have like, for example, um, maybe you don't have coastal cowgirl related products. Cause I'm looking like that has, has a 300% and 10,000% increase of trends as one of the things that's topic right now. You don't have anything related to coastal cowgirl stuff, but there's still so much of a need for other items that people assume Pinterest is only for beauty products. And, you know, a lot of recipes go really well on Pinterest, but if you have non-obvious Pinterest products, you have a demand for you that is not being met most likely with any supply from any of your competitors. Well, and now we're kind of touching into also product research because you're saying um, yeah. <laughs> Cosmic Cowboy. I'm like, well, hey, we could source those products and sell them on Amazon, which Helium 10, one of our favorite tools mm. for researching products and validating, actually does pull in trends from, fun, excuse me, from Pinterest. Mm. And it is great for product research too. So everybody listening, get a leg up on all competition and go check out Pinterest. And Lauren, that tip to go to trends.pinterest.com is very helpful. And I'm going to be doing that. Before we say goodbye, is there anything else I we haven't touched on that you would like to share? Um, 
I think it's we have touched on it, but I do want to emphasize that if you do happen to have a store that you just have it exist because you're wanting to have higher margin and you have a direct consumer specific store, like adding the Chrome extension and clicking is the easiest thing you can do because managing a store outside of Amazon is a pain. It's so much of a headache. It's separate inventory and all these other things, depending on how you have it set up. Um, so it's like a Google Chrome extension will make the pins for you if you do nothing else. Um, the other thing is earlier you talked about, you had your own board. That was a personal account for you to maximize what you can do with Pinterest. You want to set up a business account, but if you already have a Pinterest account, you can convert it to a business account just by going to account settings and making that quick switch. But the the business Pinterest account is going to give you analytics and you're going to see so much more information than you get on any other social media platform, specifically about people doing outbound clicks, seeing your Pinterest post, being inspired, taking action and leaving. And you get rewarded for it versus on other platforms, they ding you for it. Lauren, thank you for sharing all of that amazing insight. If anybody listening wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Uh, my website is mongoosemedia.us and you can reach out to me there or connect with me on the socials. I'm Lauren E. Petrullo, E for Elizabeth, because uh, I got married, so I wasn't the first one to claim my handles. Yeah, been there. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll put all that contact information in the notes. And until next time, stay fearless. If you're looking to get started selling on Amazon or maybe need some help with your current sales on Amazon, go to fearlesssellers.com. That's a lot of S's in there. Fearlesssellers.com. Use coupon code FEARLESS for 50% off our next event. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless. Fearless.